Hello, all you lovely freedom people out there, and welcome to today's Fireside Freedom Chat on the Freedom People Podcast, where we get into the nitty gritties of all your freedoms and my freedoms, all the freedoms that we can think of anyway, as we collectively take this journey to ultimate freedom together. I'm your host, Bradley Freedom, and I'm absolutely honored to be on this journey with you. Today's guest is Jeff Weitzman. That's right. Jeff Weitzman is on the show. And uh, man, what an amazing dude. Uh, Jeff Weitzman is in San Diego, California, doing amazing freedom things. His primary focus is being the president of the Health Freedom for Humanity crew, which is an amazing organization, if you haven't heard of them. Uh, of doctors, lawyers, activists. Uh, also, Jeff is a filmmaker. His most recent film, Beliefs and Stories, was inspired by his wife's cancer healing journey. What an amazing talk, and really hope you enjoy it. Also, if you haven't heard, we now officially are a PMA, and you should head over to thefreedompeople.org and sign up as a contributing member. You can contribute for as little as $0 per month. For those of you who can't contribute anymore, we want to make sure that everybody has privacy as a basic people right. Man and woman should have their privacy. So head on over there to thefreedompeople.org and be part of the solution and the new economy today. Come on, let's go. Sorry, Brad, how long have you been uh, doing podcasting? This? No, this particular podcast, Freedom People. Oh, the Freedom People. Uh, well, yeah, it's this all in one and the same. Um, I'm, I'm not a podcaster by any means. Um, I'm just a dude, um, software engineer by trade, I guess. Nice. Uh, uh, yeah, I do all kinds of different things, I guess. Um, but uh, this, is, this was just born out of necessity. Um, so the podcast, we started in January, January, something like that. Yeah. Nice. And where um, are you guys located? We're in Tempe, Arizona. I love it. I used to live there. Where are you at? I'm in uh, San Diego, California. Uh, I love San Diego, man. Yeah, I used to live there as well. Yeah, wow. yeah. Yeah, well, a long time ago. But yeah, um, I was in the military. I was in the Marines. And so when I was 17, I <clears throat> 18, when I just turned 18, actually, I, I moved out to San Diego. And mm-hmm. I was stationed there at uh, Camp Pendleton. Wow. But I went to boot camp right there and all that. Yeah. And then <clears throat> afterwards, of course, stayed there and went back and forth. I've been there. I, I, I love California. I loved California. I, I, I left San Francisco in 20, 2013. Again, I'm into software. So I'm big into computers and software, stuff like that. So I, obviously up there, it's pretty big. And then I, um, but left there in 2012, 2013, 2012, came back to Arizona because I'm into startups and it was, it just got too unmanageable for cost anyway, up there. It was, it just got pretty out of control as far as, uh, Well, Brad, I think actually San Diego is different from the rest of California. Absolutely. Yeah. I think we're going to take the city back. 
I love it, man. Can we talk yeah. more about that, please? Oh, before Absolutely. we get too much into it, man, can, Jeff, can you please just uh, tell everybody, uh, yeah, who you are and kind of uh, what, what you do at the moment? Yeah, I do a lot of things, Brad. I'm uh, the president for Health Freedom for Humanity. I joined them about a year ago, and it's the most exciting group of people because it's doctors, lawyers, activists, and everybody has this, um, there's just no ego. I, I don't know about you, but I have never <laughs> been a part of a group of people that just don't care about whether they make money or not. They just don't care what other people think of them. They're going to speak the truth and they're going to go after who's ever trying to stop them from that, no matter what. I mean, That's it's so, it's so exciting. Um, so there's that. And then I'm a filmmaker. I make documentary films. And the film that I just uh, released in July is called Beliefs and Stories. And it's about all the emotional, spiritual issues that are underneath disease. And the backstory on that is my, my wife got cancer. Um, she healed it naturally in Germany in 30 days. It was amazing. And um, then like fast forward five years, the cancer came roaring back and it took her life in about three months. Cool. And as she was leaving this earth, you know, we had that conversation about her emotional issues that were causing her all the toxicity inside of her. And she just couldn't figure out how to unhook from her childhood trauma. And so I made it a mission. Um, and I feel like she helped me from beyond the grave. I made it a mission to find an answer to that question, which is how do you unhook from childhood trauma so that you can then, so that your body, you know, can be what it's meant to be to heal. Mm -hmm. So um, that film just came out in July and people are loving it. It's, it's a, you know, it's a question people have had for years is like, if we, if our health is related to body, mind, and spirit, why do we have a whole industry that's just devoted to poisoning the body? Like <laughs> mind and spirit. Yeah. Right. Right. They <laughs> yeah. actually, they actually poison all three. All of it. Yeah. Yeah. Bombardment, man. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, oh, awesome. So that's, that's pretty much what I've been working on. I do some other stuff too, but that's the primary uh, focus right now. Beautiful. Yeah. No, we, we love um, the health freedom for humanity. People, Alex Zett, Ali, his mom, like we've been following her for, well, you know, 2020 was again, was, was, was the match that kind of just lit the fire under everybody. And, and then you start, which was a beautiful thing. Right. And it, it 2020 is obviously was a necessity and it's um, there's a lot of good things that are coming from it. And now I'm not talking about the, you know, anal Schwab guys and all them within their great reset. What I'm saying is that all of us freedom people have really started to come together. Now we've created all these networks um, re in record time. Look, look what's happening. And I mean, I, I more and more, more so now than ever, I've found my tribe. And again, because of this, this crisis, if you will, right. This, um, well, and again, when people want to start to infringe and start locking you down and doing these weird things, like that was like, wow, man. And so, so yeah, so beautiful thing that we're all here. And I really appreciate you taking this time because that that's really cool. I didn't even know that you were the president of a health freedom for humanity. We really support all that they do. Absolutely, man. Yeah. They asked me to be a part of it, um, largely because of, um, what happened for me last spring with relation to sprouts. Have you heard anything about that? Oh yeah. No, that's actually when I first, uh, when I first saw you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I saw, yeah. 
Yes. Well, please, please. Can you tell everyone though? I, I yeah, please. You know, um, I handled the whole tyranny very badly at first and I was throwing F-bombs and I just couldn't figure out how anybody could deprive me of organic fruits and vegetables. I just, I felt like that's the line. And, and why am I not able to figure this out? You know, because at first I would go in the store shop and then go to the checkout line and the manager would come there and he would say, yeah, either you wear a mask or we're not checking you out. And I was like, oh shoot, you know, I don't know what to do. I guess I'll have to leave. And then one day I, I, heard about this law on the books, 21 U.S. Code 360 BBB-3, that says that no emergency use device can be mandated, that we all have informed consent and the option to refuse. And the emergency use devices right now are the mask, the PCR test, and the vaccine. They're all still experimental. There's no long-term safety studies. So the only question for me then, Brad, was um, how do I get past the goon at the checkout stand, right? <laughs> yeah. And what I realized was that you can actually pay cash for items. And then it doesn't matter if they check you out or not. You just leave the cash on just the drop table. it. Yeah. As long as it's enough, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and shop, you know, shopping areas are places of public accommodation. So if they try to pull that stunt where they say we're a private organization, so we can do whatever we want. It's like, well, no, you're not. You're it's pub- open for public accommodation. Exactly. Yeah. So once I was armed with the knowledge that there's a law saying I don't have to wear a mask, and once I was armed with the knowledge that I don't need the checkout girl, you know, then it was just a matter of finding the right attitude. And for me, um, you know, I didn't want to go to a place of love. I wanted to go to a place of anger and revenge, but I realized that if I'm going to pull this off and be blameless in the process and look good for the freedom fighters around the world, I've got to do this from a place of love. So that was the final piece of the puzzle for me. And what love looks like to me is Mr. Manager, who's in my face right now, telling me what I can and cannot do with my body. I recognize that you're in a place of darkness and you really don't know what's possible. I love you for that. I honor you, but I don't need your permission to do what I'm going to do. So I'm going to just go ahead and live my life. And if you have a problem with it, you know, that's up to you, whatever you want to do. Once I got in that space, then it was game over. And So the first thing they did with Sprouts was they called the police. The police gave me a ticket for trespassing, but then the district attorney dropped the charges because they don't want to be dealing with, you know, trespassing charges. So I just would go right back into Sprouts. And by the way, I would film the whole thing and then put the film up on, you know, YouTube and Instagram and Facebook. And, and after the third time of going back in there and, you know, just the same thing over and over the CEO for Sprouts made a public announcement saying no more mask mandates for any shoppers anywhere in the United States. And I think for a lot of us, we were dumbfounded, like, wait, what does, does one person really have that kind of power? And, you know, obviously I'm not the only person that was doing this, but, but there was something about my videos that was really going viral. And they were like, Oh my God, we have to nip this in the butt. 
And so that was the choice they made. And so Alex after was like, you know, we have all these groups around children's health defense, all these other freedom groups, all these attorneys suing. And he goes, Jeff has just accomplished, you know, this one guy has accomplished more than all these lawyers have accomplished in the last year. Mm. And so that's, <laughs> that's when Alex said, okay, Jeff, rather than you just being a board member, I want you to be president. And since that time, that's really been my focus in health freedom for humanity is helping people stand up for their rights, knowing how to work through the employers and schools that are doing all these mandates right now. Mm. So that's kind of been my focus. Man, that's beautiful. That's such a beautiful, wonderful story, man. That's, that's uh, <laughs> so many references there I can think of, like David and Goliath and all that. But I mean, really, it is. It's, it's just us. One single person, one, and that's a funny word, one people, one man can stand up in the face of the tyranny and break it like that. And seriously break it because it, it holds no water. All of their, all of these mandates, right there. And it's, it's a funny thing where they, you get this mandate. What is a mandate? Right. And where does that even come from? And who, who says a mandate can override my, my freedom. Right. It's very weird, but uh, man, beautiful. And that's so, yes. And I, I love that. And um, I didn't even know that it went that far as far as them. I, I just loved anybody at the moment. And now I saw you as it's gotta be over a year ago now. Um, but that was standing up for, for, for their rights because everybody else just seemed to be blindly complying. No problem. No but I problem. Think, of, think about this too. If we extended this out, um, the whole peaceful, loving protest thing, you know, students could go to school without a mask. And there are some cases where they've done it, where they just go, you know what, we're going to live our lives how we see fit. And um, we don't need your permission not to wear a mask. Yep. Students, you know, schools, they could do nothing. What are the police going to arrest? It's no, <laughs> the schools, the schools have to have the kids in their seats in order to make money to get the their money, to get their yes. money. And that's what this is all about, by the way. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> so why don't we just have the kids go into school without a mask and go to their seats? Yeah, absolutely. And it can be done. And that's where it's just peaceful non-compliance. And that's, that's it. It's, and it's really that simple. If we can get the masses to just fit in and what I've kind of, or we, I guess here at the freedom people, what we're kind of running into is it's more of a mental thing, right? And it's, it's, totally. it's changing that, that mentality of a slave mindset to a free mm. mindset. And not everybody has that. Right. And it's kind of, again, interesting to see what 2020 brought up and who, who landed where, right. I had so many friends and people that I knew and so many different circles across so many different you know, verticals. Right. Uh, all the way from, you know, technology to, to freedom fighters, Marines, you know, all this stuff. I was military. So, so, and you, you just see, I mean, um, I was surprised pleasantly and unpleasantly, I guess on both sides of the fence. Right. But that's the beautiful thing is here we are and us freedom fighters, I don't know what it is, but it's something innately in us that just says, no, you know, I, I but some of us, not some of us just say, okay, no problem. I'll put that on. And they don't even think about it in the sense that, that they're, they're being told to do this. You know what I mean? It's like, who, who are you to say that that's okay? You know, I, I don't know. Um, it's, it's a very odd thing, but again, man, I just have so much respect for you. Uh, anybody again, standing up, but someone so uh, yeah. And you, 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 you had some clout too. You have something to lose. Right. And so it's just like, um, I mean, we all do, I guess on some level, right. We all feel that, that, that fear, 
Um, but somebody that can stand in the face of the fear is just a hero in my book. So yeah, again, man, thank you for all of that and everything well, you're doing. Thank you, Brad. And yeah. you know, the number of people were so terrified by that whole situation in the grocery stores. And for me to have my camera and to be filming it and to be peaceful and loving and to have the law and just hand them the law in writing and just be able to have a conversation with them. I, you know, it, for me, it was so fun. I just kept going to more and more stores, right? So <laughs> I, I went to Home Depot. I went to uh, Whole Foods. I went to Ikea. I think my favorite shopping adventure was at Ikea where, <laughs> where I gave the woman the law, right? And she said, well, we're a private store so we can do what we want. And I said, actually, you're a place of public accommodation. So you actually do have to follow the law. So now I just want to ask you, do you want, now that you know the law, do you want to abide by the law or do you want to break the law? And she takes a moment to think and she goes, we're a private store, so we can do whatever we want. I mean, she didn't get it, but, but yeah. I got it on film. I got it on film, right? Beautiful. It, it, yeah. It's just, it was so fun. Yeah. It, so. It's uh it's interesting to see that. And is it cognitive dissonance? Is it, I, I'm not really sure it's people, it, maybe it's just the breeding of, of, of compliance. You know, it's just the indoctrination of compliance over many generations that people there, well, this is what I was told to do. So I just do it. Um, and, and I don't have another answer. I can't really think outside of that, that little, little square thing that I'm in. So, uh, and I'll just repeat myself. Right. And it's like, it, it can be infuriating. I know. And I, I'm same with you kind of thing where, yeah, there was times when I was just like, still, I'm just, I see somebody driving in a car all by themselves with a mask on. And I'm just like, dude, the, the amount of control that they have, I think about that, man. Wow. Wow. Exquisitely done. I say that often. And I mean, you know, you got to know thy enemy or whatever, know the other side, whatever, but just like, wow, exquisitely done. Like to be able to to do that, to have control of somebody, whether in their own private, you know, car driving by themselves, and they still believe that they have to put this face diaper on. We're 70%. So I don't know if you know who Dan Brule is, but he's a breath coach, right? He's a breathing guy. He's actually Tony Robbins breath coach. Nice. He put out a book called just breathe. I've been reading his book and, uh, but he 70% of all biological waste comes out through your breath, right? That's why they do. That's why they do a breathalyzer. So, right. When you're, when you get pulled over, right. Cause your, your lungs is the second large or is the number one expert of, of bio waste in your, on your body. Amazing. Right. Amazing. Yeah. So that's why your mouth is dirtier than your butt. And people don't really understand when you say that, but 70% of your biological waste comes out through the breath. Right. And so what's the first thing they did is they got you to put this nasty little wet thing. That's going to catch all of that bad stuff. My sister now has she caught Valley fever. It's a, it's a, it's a um, bacterial infection, right? But that's what we're seeing now is a lot of these respiratory stuff. It's bacterial, right? They're like, it's the virus. No, it's not. It's bacterial. And you're what you're doing is you're catching all your nasty stuff. And then all you're doing is breathing it in and out and in and out and in and out. So it doesn't take like a genius to, I mean, even if you didn't know that whole fact of 70% of biological waste coming out through your breath, you just can understand that my body's trying to cough things out or get things out. And I'm going to catch that and then keep breathing it in just doesn't seem like the most, at least to me. Right. But again, I, I, I have this thing, this disease where I think, so I, I don't know how. Well, why. And, and Brad, you know, what's interesting about masks is I was just working with the America's frontline doctors and filming them. 
And they pointed out to me that we actually have 50 years of studies on masks. And we've never done masks before because it's widely known that masks are completely inefficient at dealing with viruses or bacteria. So what, we're just gonna bury 50 years of studies for the sake of this one TV doctor named Fauci who's got a Napoleon <laughs> complex? That guy, oh man. Yeah, that guy, that guy, that guy. So AIDS, do you remember the AIDS epidemic? I do, and I'm not, you know, yes. I, 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 was, I was small, but I, what I remember was the fear mongering and it was the same thing. And it, when, as soon as this went down and I saw Fauci on TV again, saying something, man, it did this trigger in me. And I was just like, oh, it put me back. as like a kid in the eighties watching the fear, right? And we had to be afraid of the gay people and the black people. Do you remember? Yes. This? Yeah. And it was this fear thing around like, and it was Fauci at the center of it. It's like, here we are again. Oh, right. Oh man. He Mind really, blown. yeah. He really perfected his whole shtick. And now there's a, a documentary on Fauci by National Geographic mm. where they're praising him and they have his daughter uh, being interviewed. And she's like, what a lot of people don't know about my dad is he's really fun and he's goofy. And, you know, they're presenting him out <laughs> yeah. to be like one of these Saint Fauci. characters. Saint Fauci. Yeah, he's Saint <laughs> Fauci, man. Yeah, he's, he's the guy. He's the guy. Unbelievable. It is unbelievable. The whole thing. And, and what, what you were just like hitting on it, it's not just those small parts. It seems to be that <clears throat> small parts I say, but it's everything has been thrown out the window, all logic, right? Not just 50 years of, of mass studies, but like basic human decency. Um, Nuremberg. I didn't understand that people didn't know what the Nuremberg man, like most people I talk to, I'm like, hello, Nuremberg. They're like, what's that? I'm like, yo, what are you? What? <laughs> like do you okay but they know what the holocaust is but they didn't know right that there was any sort of like anything after or any outcome of of, of those horrible things and it's it's like it's happening again man and and i i as it, i guess it's just again must be the um indoctrination system versus an education system interesting um i think that they did a really good job of dumbing us all down in the last five years with Netflix, with cell phones, and with a controlled media that has the ability to all say the same thing. Mm. So they literally took away all the other voices. And, um, you know, I, I just, what I love about, you know, the television and the way it's fooled us all is when I, initially talked to people and said that, um, you know, this is a big uh, scam. And, and this, my friend said, oh, are you telling me that all the doctors are in on this? Come on, not all the doctors are in on this. Uh -huh. And I, I asked him, I said, what do you think this is? Gray's anatomy? Like, are, <laughs> are, you, are you watching TV to get your idea of doctors? Because the doctors I know all have to do what they're told Otherwise they lose their license. Right. So when you ask me the question, do I think all the doctors are in on this? Yes, because they have to be. That's the way business works. <laughs> yes. Like what yes. planet are you living on? Yeah. But then, then I don't think people understand that it's, oh, they're all for-profit corporations. It, it, it's, it, and I think um, maybe it's hard for people to kind of believe 
that people would, or that the corporations would put profits over people. Sure. You know what I mean? It's, sure. but, but when you understand that it's the main fiduciary responsibility and they're legally bound it, it's, and that's where it is, like, even with your state, your state is a for-profit corporation, right? The state of what state are you in again? I'm in California. California. Oh, that's right. Yeah. San Diego, the state of California, state of California is a for-profit corporation, the city of San right. Diego, a for-profit corporation. So once you kind of CPS child protective services, for-profit corporations, once we start to really get that through our heads, then it starts to make everything else more, more understandable. Right. And that's where, but I, there seems to be this massive inability to understand that, that these pharmaceutical companies are acting in their best interest. That's all that's happening right now. That's what is going on on a massive scale. Right. And Brad, I think people th like my family members think that there is a regulatory agency that watches over everything and acts as a referee. What they don't understand is that the referee is getting paid by the <laughs> right. very one people of the shareholders. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. So it, it would it would be as if you know the the Super Bowl, uh, you know, it would be as if the the New England Patriots were paying the referee, and so obviously the referee is going to rule in favor of the New England Patriots. Right. It's just, but people don't understand that there is no regulatory agency. It's a, no. it's one big scam. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. So, so kind of, um, is, is what, what puts you on? I mean, cause you obviously have some level of under, um, of comprehension of the difference between private public, the corporations versus us as people, we're not the same. What do you know? What kind of puts you into that? Was it this whole experience and you having to go down this road or have you been like, so this for a while. Yeah, no. So uh, six years ago, when my wife was diagnosed with cancer, the doctor said, we're going to have to remove her bladder, cut her vagina in half, give her chemo and radiation. I mean, it was so obviously bizarre and twisted. You're it was like, like well, yeah, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> what are you kidding? And, and so we went to Germany and treated it naturally. And she was healed in 30 days. And so then when I came back, and tried to share this information. I wrote an article, the article went viral. That was great. But then these film crews came to me and said, let's make a film about it. But then within 30 days, they all retreated because they realized you can't make a movie about pharma, you know, trying to kill people Got you, because uh -huh. they pay all of our checks. <laughs> that, was the, that was the awakening number one, right? And then awakening number two was after I made my first film, Cancer Can Be Killed, parents said, why is my child being forced into two to four years of chemo when they're already in remission from cancer? And if we tell the doctors, we don't want to do it, they call CPS and CPS takes our kids from us. And so we made a film about standing up to that process. And the way we stood up was the doctors, we called their bluff. The doctors mm. would call CPS, CPS would come to the door and the parents would say, Here's the data on what happens to kids who do long-term chemo. They die or they're maimed for life. Now, if you want to take on the liability of my child being injured, sign on the dotted line and CPS. Nice. CPS Conditional acceptance, up. dude. Conditional yeah. acceptance. That's a great yeah. way to go. Awesome. awesome. And, so, and so as a result of that film, we started saving hundreds of children's lives. And then that's when the government got, got really upset. And they had Adam Schiff, my congressman, write a very public letter to Jeff Bezos saying, what are you doing to control 
the medically inaccurate information on your site. And that day, both of my films were pulled from Amazon Prime and a number of hit pieces came out in Wired Magazine, NBC News and the Daily Mail saying Jeff Weitzman is profiting off of misinformation. Now, mind you, there was nothing medically inaccurate as I interviewed doctors for both of those films. So that was the awakening number two, where it was like, oh, wow, okay, this whole public thing that we're in is not a safe place for any of us to be. I've got to find some other space. So then when I started finding about these attorneys who were operating in the private sector, totally protected, walled off by these things called a private membership association or a private base organization, I ran into a doctor in Utah who was using frequencies to heal disease. And the health department came into his office and said, we're shutting you down for practicing medicine without a license. And he goes, I'm not sure if you want to do that, because did you see the sign on the door that said we're a private membership association? You're trespassing right now. Mm. And the guy said, yeah, that's not a thing. And he goes, <laughs> I, I'm just I'm just telling you, he told the guy, I can freeze your assets and I can have you removed from your job. Are you sure you want to do this? And the health department guy was like, you, you, yeah, you're whatever. nothing to me. Within a week, that guy was out on the streets. He lost his job and his assets were frozen for 30 days. Yep. So when I nice. heard that, right, yeah. it's like, okay, yeah. okay. These, That's what, yeah, man. These people have no power over us, right? And if that isn't the greatest feeling in life to feel like nobody has any power over me, Mm. Uh, that's when I got addicted. And so I've been on the path since then. How how do I get more private? How do I pull myself out of the matrix and be in control of my space? I don't want to go after the government and take them down. I'm a peaceful man. Mm. But if they're, if they're going to cross my line in the sand, that's where I'm going to defend it. Dude. Amen, man. Dude, that's awesome. I had no idea. That's because that's what we do. We, we help people set up PMAs, PH, or one of the things we do, we, there's a lot of stuff, but we're the freedom, right? And that's because it's it, it's it's so many levels, right? There's so many levels to this. Like it is uh, once you right, and the more the more you know, right? The more you kind of go into it. The I, and I use it the analogy of seeing the the fibers or the weave of the matrix so much fine. You just see finer and finer and finer, right? And it's like, well, okay. And you're trying to trying to make we you're trying to weave your way out of this web. Right. And so you're just trying to get through it. And there's all these things and more and more. And you're just like, and that's amazing that you found somebody that was doing that. Right. And thank you for coming on and saying that. Cause that actually, yes, because a lot it's, it's hard for it. I mean, it's hard for anybody. It was hard for me. Um, I mean, and I've been on this for 20 years, right. But it's still hard for people to really comprehend that fact that they have. It's because we have been giving them permission the whole time we have been acquiescing. We have tacit agreement by not saying no, you're saying yes. And so, uh, yeah, that's a beautiful thing. I love that story. Um, cause that just really highlights what we've been saying. The, the, there is a very stark difference between lawful and legal public private. It's, it's weird. Um, I was, I was at a seminar, a law seminar, um, in Northern California. And I was filming this really great guy with privateestatetrust.org. His name's Robert Michael. And he has a yeah. partner. He has a partner who's actually 
uh, an attorney. And so the two of them are working together to um, do whatever they can to protect people. Um, and so, uh, you know, in this, in this thing in Northern California, um, he, he spoke for like eight hours, you know, and he just scratched the surface because there's right. so much to this stuff. Yeah. But he went into things like changing our status. And, um, and then once we change our status, then we change our businesses that we can protect ourselves through trusts, you know, and there's different kinds of trusts. Yeah. And, and uh, it's such a rabbit hole, but if you try not to take it on all at once, if you just allow yourself to grow into this day by day, you can get it. You can get the information you need. Absolutely. But, but you know, I just tell people, hey, man, hang in there. Hang in there. This is just get a little bit, a little chunk, and it'll make sense eventually. But at first, it's going to sound so weird because we were never taught any of this stuff. You know, we we don't know how to protect ourselves or that we are in a slave system. Right. So, or the, yeah, that we need the protecting. We don't know. Right. And that's that's the first basic thing is is to even know that you're stuck in this. Right. You, like you don't even know there's a near, another jurisdiction. You don't know. Right. And that's and that that's the first. And like you're saying, and that I use the analogy of, of consciousness. It's, it's like you're we're just it's consciousness. We're, we're we're waking up. Right. This is the great awakening, not the great reset, but the great awakening. And we're waking up and it's consciousness. You can't really rush consciousness. You can't rush it too much. It comes to you as it comes. Right. And it's just you don't know what you don't know. And if you try and think about it too, it's, it's very daunting and it can get, it gets overwhelming. I mean, the amount of information um, and the things that you have to change the, 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 the words in your vocabulary, you know, we had, um, I don't know if you've ever read the book, it's called word magic. Um, but Pao Chang, he came on our podcast a while back, but it's all about words and, and these, these words, and you start to, to comprehend even that word understand. I just wanted to say that right now, but I'm eradicating that from my vocabulary because that's a statutory term that they use to get you to be under their jurisdiction. No, I do not understand you. We created you. You did not create us. It's that it's, it's gotten so backwards, right? The mirror image. And so. And Brad, just... what I wanted to share you with you was the day after I came back from this law seminar, um, I was walking my dog on the beach and the police pulled up to write me a ticket for walking my dog on the beach. And I, I thought I knew the lingo, you know, cause what I told them was I said, well, I've, I've done nothing unlawful and I don't have counsel present, so I'm not going to engage with you any further. And he said, Oh, that's fine. I'll throw handcuffs on you and throw you in prison. I said, well, you actually can't do that but I'm willing to listen. Go ahead and explain to me your reasoning on why you think you can do that. And he was with another, another cop there and they explained to me whatever, you know, their thing was. And I said, I'll tell you what, um, it's not going to harm me if you write that ticket. Cause I know what to do with tickets. Yeah. You can um, resend those in 72 hours. Yeah. You just send them right back. Yeah. You say you, decline to contract. Yeah. Or, or accepted for value and returned sure. for value. There you go. And, yep. and here's, here's the amount that you co collect. Yep. And then you put your birth certificate number on there and you say, go ahead and collect it from the entity that is, you know, in my case, Jeffrey Allen Weitzman in all capital letters. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's and, your vessel. Yep. And, and that's it. I, I'm not, you know, I don't have to pay any anything like that. So I didn't care if he wrote me the ticket. So I, I just let him write, write me the ticket. But it was interesting to have that conversation and you talk about wording. That's when I realized I, I still have to learn more on the wording. Yeah. Yeah. You know, words. How it's to just, communicate with cops. It's tough. It's, t- it's, it's all concession, um, conditional acceptance. You know what I mean? Hey, you do this and you say, I'll absolutely do this if you do this. Right. Because now, because again, it gets weird, but it, by refusing that can be seen as an act of violence. Right. I know it gets weird, but by refusing something that's, that's, that's aggressive, that can be considered, considered aggressive. But if you conditionally accept, like you were saying before with the CPS, those people, that's what they did is they said, sure. Hey, absolutely. But here's all the things you've got to prove to me, all of these things, you know, before I'll do that here. And then they're, they'll never do that. Right. Especially if you're trying to hold someone uh, per, uh, accountable, personally accountable in that, because they think that they're all protected by this stuff, but they're not, they're not, you can hold your public official personally responsible like that cop, whoever, for whatever um, trespass that they put on your property, right? And that's a trespass on your property. Hey, and if they put it, that's assault battery, you can find them hundreds of thousands of dollars and collect on it. I know people who've done it. So, right. I'm, I'm sure you do too. So it's, it's real. It's real. Well, and, and there's, there's so much lawlessness going on right now. It's absurd. Mm. And when you talk about this conditional acceptance, um, the beautiful thing that Robert Michael does with his documents uh, is that, uh, you know, we serve people notice. And when we serve them notice, we say, okay, you know, I will accept the vaccine or I will accept the mask or the PCR test if you answer me these questions. Right. And then we have a list of questions like here's the law and, and how do you get around it? Um, there's never been an isolated virus that is supposedly the problem of all of this. So right. show right. me the isolated, purified, sequenced uh, SARS-CoV-2 virus. Hmm. Um, and then I'm willing to accept that. That's this, so, yeah. so you list all these things. They can't answer them. Yep. And so you've got them. You've got yep. them dead to rights. And if there was a judge that would hear the case, which right now they're not, um, then you could go to court and just, you know, hammer these people right. for wrong, wrongfully terminating you or whatever. Yep. And, and my hunch is that they're going to crash the economy over the next few months. Things are going to get crazy. Yep. And that's when some judges are going to start losing their, their homes. They're going to lose their vacation homes, you know, in the mountains. Mm-hmm. And, and they're going to be like, well, that's not right. I'm going to have to start doing some things here to hear these cases and do some pushback, you know, and then some of those judges will get killed, but a number of those situations will actually pan out. Um, So it's a temporary thing right now that we have just no recourse on a lot of this, but for me, it's like, okay, fine. Well, let's just leave the system and create our own system. That's better. And uh, you know, what do we have to lose? Amen, brother. That's what we're doing. That's what that was. Yeah, that's that's what I do. That's what I've always done. That's my my and that's why I really, really, really was looking forward to this talk was um, was hearing you talk about the same sort of thing. It's like, OK, well, guess what? Then we'll just create our own. And that's what we, we 100 percent are doing is creating the counter economy. It's like, fine, I'm not going to fight you at all, at all. I'm not going to even give you any of my energy. You get zero. I, I pay you zero attention. And that's another thing, paying attention. That's where you, that's our human souls are what mean everything. We are the gold. We are the surety. We are the underwriters of everything. That's why it's called a credit report, not a debit report. You are the surety. 
Brad, you're going to now become an educator, right? Because there's going to be all these families that are going to want to, you know, join you in raising their kids. And it's like, we're all, we're all going to become these teachers now. And, and these kids are going to get access to information and skills that they never would have gotten in a public school. I mean, we're going to teach them filmmaking. We're going to teach them gardening. We're going to teach them how to build uh, greenhouses. Yes. It's like, it's like survivalist skills. Right. Every child is going to learn survivalist skills. Well, and I mean, how, how did it get this way? Think about it. I mean, how did we get so far away Away from from nature, away from nature, right? It's, it's, if you, if you think about the madness that they've got us in where we're actually, instead of just living on the land and, and, and waking up every day, growing, growing our vegetables, educating our own children. Right. And that's the thing we've outsourced all the major things we've outsourced our health, our wealth, our education, all of everything, our men, our, the health is the big one. We, we educate that and our spirituality always outsourced. Right. And those are the things that we we've been told in, in the Bible and not to even be on a religious tip, but the Bible is as a contract book says that it warns you of four things. Yeah. And it's organized religions. It's lawyers. These things we're talking about your doctor never out, never outsource these things. And that's so important to bring those back to us. Right. And, and we, we have to know those things for ourselves, Right. It, it, it's such a weird thing. And again, once you start to be more and more free inside, you start to think about, well, how weird is it that I would even ask another being their opinion on my inner state. Right. Brad, let me, Brad, let me ask you, you're talking about outsourcing here. Yeah. What do, what do you still outsource for convenience or for whatever that you want to take back and you want to start doing more my food. of yourself? Your my food. food, my food. Yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah. And right. And when you start to really think about it, I mean, everything, my electricity out is out the, the electricity in my home, my water, the diapers for my freaking kid. I, I mean, <laughs> what isn't outsourced, right? And it's and, I, and not to say that it's a bad thing because we can produce and what we can do, and this is our objective. Our main objective is to free the individual first, right? So we have a Leah, a Leah it's, it's called Leah, it's a liberty in action. It's our soul retrieval system. And it's, it's the documenting process to help you correct your status. Because if, if, if you comprehend what we're saying here is, is the first trespass, the main trespass was the bondage, the, the birth certificate. You were registered, you were sold into slavery and bonded. And so what we teach people is first, you got to correct that and then come back and claim your minor estate, right? And that's your SESQV, right? And that's the trust that's in that we were talking, hitting on a minute ago. So that's the first thing, free the, free the individual. But then once you're free as an individual, as we know, everything is an inside outward movement. Love is an inside job, buddy, right? It's not... <laughs> Again, don't outsource your love either, man. Don't outsource any of that stuff. But, but that's, and that's really what we, and then we want to create their, your, your, your family, then your community, right? And then we want to bring it back to a county level. That's our main objective. We've got um, these communities, um, AKA small ghost towns that we're looking to build out that are, are these communities that will actually be the first prototypes of this, right? And this is something we've been working on for 10 years or something called the holistic de- de- development communities, but it's a, in, in all this. And I, again, I never would have thought that we'd ended up where we are now, or to me, even being on a podcast, because that's not really what, what I wanted to do, I guess, wanted to do. This is out of necessity just so that we could connect and try and balance the airwaves a little bit from all of the insane lies. And it's just, it, it's, it's just, you know what I mean? The it, It's crazy how much They've got, as we said in the beginning of this, they own all the narrative. 
I, well, I mean, uh, except for what we've got here and in, until we can take back that narrative, it's, it's, but, and that's why we just, the individual first, it has to be an inside out. We can't go, you know, you're not going to go up to CNN and say, Hey, stop pushing misinformation. It's just not going to, you're not going to go up to your slave master and say, Hey, please stop making us slaves. It's just not going to happen. You got to do it from the ground up. And that's really right. Grassroots, whatever you want to say. Yeah. I, you know, and for me, um, I, I, you know, outsourcing entertainment has been a thing that I've been pulling back and, you know, I just, I don't have a Netflix account. Um, I don't have an Amazon prime account. Um, I, I got to get off my Gmail and I got to get proton mail. Yeah. Um, Google's but, a tough one in general, man. Try and just get off all of Google. Good Lord. Absolutely. It's, uh, it's just amazing how many of these pieces that we're all pulling back and how long it takes. Right. But with every day, with every time that we start taking that stuff back, it's cool. Um, you know, one of the things that we're trying to do here in California is set up ranches with barns and turning the barn into a place for entertainment so that we can have concerts there, Beautiful. Um, theater there, uh, gatherings. And, and everybody will have like their own in, in every town you know, there will be a place where there's somebody who's one of us, you know, who's about freedom. And you can find out where the concerts are, you know, just by going there. And there will be a touring group of musicians and they will go to these places and will feed them and care for them. So I'm really it. excited about, because man, I spent 30 years in Hollywood. I lived in LA and my first gig was an actor. Then I was a singer songwriter. Then I was a writer. And then finally a filmmaker. And I just Damn. moved from Los Angeles uh, like two or three months ago. And it's a wasteland. And the problem that Hollywood has right now is they have no truth. And when we were at the Health Freedom for Humanity Symposium last weekend in Kansas City, we had a musician join us named Jimmy Levy. And Jimmy has made a song um, with some other artists. One of the songs is called The Matrix, and it's one of the highest rated songs in America. And the, the, you know, the lyrics say, we're breaking the matrix. And you know, the whole song is about how we're, um, we're taking back what's ours. Now, Jimmy was offered $10 million for a music contract. And Jimmy said um, that they, they told him, you can't mention the word Jesus, and you can't talk about freedom fighting. And, and he said, well, then what good is the $10 million? I have no interest in your $10 million. Nice. And it's really fun. There's another guy here in San Diego named Will, um, who's also was so in the system, making so much money, and he's just pushing it all back right now. And so, and then these guys are telling me, these artists are telling me Hollywood's bankrupt. They don't have the stories. They don't have the music. They don't have the writers. And, mm -hmm. and that's what we are going to offer. And so when we start providing these concerts with these people, everybody's going to see, oh, that's where the good shit is. Let's go over there. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. That's what I'm talking. And it's, it, and, and that's the beautiful thing is the more that, 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 uh, and, you know, and I, I don't, I mean, it's opposing forces, third dimensional reality it is what it is, the yin and the yang, whatever that opposing force is by them, by nature, it's kind of like I use the analogy of the ego. It's just, it's eating itself by nature, by you becoming aware of the ego, by yelling at you, 
by nature, it's going to end it. Right. And so it's sort of the same thing where it's like, it's just eating itself at this point. I mean, and the news, and I, I don't know if you saw that Joe Rogan thing where it was like the CNN doctor. Right. And then he went and just like, they all doubled down. Like we didn't see the whole interview and there it's just, it's becoming unmanageable for it to even like, yeah, it's, it's imploding. It's imploding. And then what's going to come out of it is like you said, like uh, the people like us who, who've been kind of already resolved through this for quite some time, that this wasn't a big shock to, I mean, it was as far as like, what, <laughs> you know what I mean? But, but that we, we weren't like, so in the system that we couldn't separate ourselves to kind of make some sort of logical decisions early on to, to do what we're doing. Right. And that's, what's kind of cool about all this is like, like with Alec and you guys and everything everybody's doing is it was like, okay, well, obviously we know we got to create something new here and you can't back down. You cannot acquiesce. You cannot say, okay, you're not going to acquiesce your way out of, out of tyranny. You're not, you're just not going to do it. You, you bring up, you bring up a really good point, which is they are going to eat themselves. They, they're they're going to start blaming each other because they can't get what they want. And then the masses are going to start saying enough is enough. And then that's going to accentuate them eating themselves. <laughs> and then everybody's going to be like, well, then where are the real people at? Uh, and it's like, well, here we are. We, we, are. we yeah. created this new world for you guys if you want to join us. But, yep. uh, but you got to give something up to get here, right? right? You have to give up your dependency. You have to give up your notion of mommy, daddy, government that are going to take care of me. Mm-hmm. And if, if you're willing to do that and you want to work, hey, man, come on, yeah. join us. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, and that's that's an interesting. I yeah, um, So I just saw a video this morning that um, it was interesting. So I don't know if you know about the whole BlackRock Vanguard thing. Yeah. How they're the top two shareholders of like everything, <laughs> everything, right? Yeah. So the guy, I uh, saw it this morning, the video came out really well done. But he said by 2027 or 2028, it'll own, uh, I think 80% of the world's goods or whatever, those two companies, right. If they're not already, I, I don't know how they're not over there, Amazing. but it, I guess up 40 trillion or whatever the heck it is, who knows point is, is that that's right in line with their whole 2030 agenda. Right. I mean, this has been a book cross shop. This is a book and stuff. So not conspiracy theory stuff, you know, tinfoil mask. It's all written. Yeah, hundred percent. They've been, this is like, and that's where it would fall right in line if, if things are, but that's what I'm also kind of, I like to think about is, well, even if they do, what are, we're the sureties. Remember we're the value. We are the gold. This human soul is the power we, we create banks don't create anything. And I think that that's where when you, when you sign, you are creating the value. You, you are, again, like we said, you're the underwriter, you're the surety, you sign your name and they create, they use that to create things. Right. Mm-hmm. So once we write, and that, that's where I'm just kind of wondering, well, what, what really goes away with that? I mean, again, if the people are going to jab themselves or do whatever and make unhealthy decisions or whatever is fine, that's one thing, but really it's, that thing going away is we're not losing anything. We're gaining everything. We're, we're losing the parasite that sucks everything out of the lifeblood of the people. Right. So it, it's kind of like for, for me now, I'm not really seeing a, a, a bad thing to any of this. It, um, what is the control that they have? Like, what is this control? What do they really have? It's a very small amount of people, right. That just seem to have, 
the narrative, I guess. I guess they have the narrative. Uh, belief. They have belief. People believe what they say. I mean, and they have years of an ingrained way of doing things that a lot of people don't know how to get out of. Amen. Amen. And, and, well, and, and do they know that they need to, right? And that's, again, the back to that level of awareness. And I, I think about this a lot is it's just everybody's at where they're at, right? I mean, everybody, like this stuff we're talking about, the private, I have, I have friends who are super freedom fighters, but then, I mean, especially law enforcement and stuff, and you try and talk to them about this and dude, you're talking about their livelihood. You know what I mean? You talk to try and talk to a policeman, a policy enforcer, right? It's right on their car. They're policy enforcers. They're there to enforce their revenue generation collectors. That's their job for a for-profit corporation. And again, once you start to put it on, you're like, oh, of course. And then actually knowledge is power. And also knowledge is, is peace. Because now, now you're like, okay, I'm not so irritated because now I comprehend what they're trying to do. I comprehend that that is their job. They don't know to serve and protect the public means the corporations, not you, not you as a people. That's not, you're not the public. No, uh-uh. the corporations are the public. So even that level of, of, of comprehension, you know, and, it, and that's where everybody's at where they're at, man. They're, they're hundred percent, you know, against the masks and all this stuff. But then you tell them, well, you know, that also the policies that you're enforcing as a police officer, that, that, that then that, that's where their cognitive dissonance starts. And it's like, nope, I cannot accept that. And so it's, you know, again, it's consciousness. And that's where it's more like trying to, it's just water, water's flowing and it gets to people as it gets to people. It's interesting. You mentioned the police because we have a few police that understand what's going on, but it seems like the sheriffs are, are even coming quicker, that the sheriffs are understanding their job is to uphold the constitution. Mm -hmm. And now we have some counties in the United States that are calling themselves constitutional counties. Sheriff counties, yeah, constitutional yeah. sheriff. Yeah, same thing here in Arizona. Yeah, it's, so we know where we have a constitution. Dude, because like we've tried to read, record our documents, right? Man, we've been through so much, but try like so like here in Maricopa County, right? Where Which is the main county, completely corrupt sheriff because that's the first line of defense of the people is the sheriff that's that's the it's the that's the sheriff not of the people not of the corporations right not the policy enforcers they're supposed to be but most of them are bought and paid for riverside sheriff riverside uh, county sheriff he's he's bought he's uh, his you know his salary is like 800 grand a month or a year sorry you know what i mean so it's like are you really gonna like it, it you know but there are like you were saying constitutional counties where these sheriffs like in this, so we had to go to a constitutional county to record our documents because wow. these unconstitutional counties are no longer accepting recording of documents. And it's like, Oh my God. And I, I believe oh like so what you're saying. So, so, so um, Robert Michael, right. And so he's, I believe he's, he's here in, uh, not Sedona, um, Sholo. He's here in Arizona. That's right. I believe. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. Yeah. We, Eastern uh, yeah, Arizona. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, we follow him. We love all his stuff. Again, and so, by the way, when I file my documents, I'm filing them in Sholo because there's a great recorder up there, county recorder that will will file the documents. It's easy to get in. Yep. Um, it's just much easier that way. It's very hard to file documents in California for the reason that you just mentioned. Yep. It's hard to find have, a county that you can do it. Right. <laughs> that's how corrupt it is, man. And that's the thing. California is just so like usurped on so many levels. Right. And again, the money, the amount of money that, that is out there, but, and that's why I'm really interested to see kind of what happens with the collapse of the 
of the money system, right? Is that the dollar's got to go at some point. And so these, all these sheriffs that are making dollars, well, well, now you're not making anything. So, I mean, like now what, now what, right? I'm, I'm really interested to see what's going to happen. Um, and again, just uh, super honored that you took the time to come on here. I know we're getting close, but you know, to take, to talk with us and, and everything that you're doing, man. Um, it's oh, uh, it's Brad, we're all, we're all in this together now. There's no, there's no hierarchy. No. There's no, nobody above anybody. Like no. we're all in the same space. It's like, it's like, if communism actually worked, you know, <laughs> this, this is yeah. what we've got going on. Yeah. Yeah. And, and now the communism that doesn't work is all the stuff they're pushing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like another version of, of what we used to know as, of Russia when we were yeah. growing up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the CCP. And that's what I've been saying. I was like, man, this is like, it's just communism. They're pushing communism. It's this Marxism, this new age. What do they call it? Uh, democratic socialism. Did you hear that term going around? Right. And it's, they're just, it's uh, it doesn't even make sense. But and that's another thing is d- democracy or whatever. It, mob rule never works. If it's not good for the individual, it can't be good for the whole. It That doesn't make sense. Right. They're like, well, mm. they're like, well, do it because it's good. It might it might you might lose your livelihood in your entire life. You can't make a living for your family, but it's good for the whole. That doesn't make sense if you think about it. Right. If you don't think about it, it makes perfect sense. Or if it makes dollars, it makes sense. That's our new T-shirt design, by the way. But to, nice. you know what I mean? If it makes dollars, nice. it makes sense because it not, not, and that it's just, man, we're just like, we're in this, we're in the upside down world, but it's okay. Because again, that's where all the people who are still standing right up, we're all meeting now and just sitting here able to have these conversations. Thank goodness still, which is great. Um, but yeah, man. Yeah. Thank you. And we are all in this together. Uh, and that's where in the beginning you started this with that, which is a beautiful thing that, that it's not about, ego or money. And it, th- th- that's the thing we've said from the beginning is that your doll hairs that you have in your pocket, if there is no freedom, what do those mean? You know, it, what does it mean? What? Nothing. <laughs> You're going to tell me how and where I can spend them. So what does it even mean? Right? Well, and it, what's crazy is in, in this new earth that we're creating, really dollars aren't going to mean what they used to mean. We're, we're going to be sharing stuff with each other and I'm going to be giving you kale and you're going to be giving me eggs or right. something. I mean, yep. I don't know what, but. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Well, we're, then, we're the ones who produce everything anyway, right? Like, like you just go meet your chicken farmer guy over here and that's what we're doing locally. And that's what we encourage everyone to do. Go down to your local, try and reap, like you were saying, what are you outsourcing, right? Well, instead of outsourcing it to a, a good first step is instead of outsourcing it to the grocery store, just go, go to your local farmer's market and try and outsource your kale for the week, right? One thing or your eggs, whatever it is for that week. And then, then go back the next week and do it again. We, we started doing it. Now we're with our soap, right? So even our soap and our toothpaste and all that stuff we get from a local vendor, somebody who makes it here. You know what I mean? And it's like awesome. that kind of stuff. If we can just take those little individually, right? And I, I think, um, well, I know you're going to do a talk with Peggy Hall, but this is um, we're we're involved with her quite a bit and everything. So we're we're also creating these educations, PEAs, private education associations, where now we're creating software platforms for all of this, man. Like we've got this new thing called learning outside the box. that's coming out pretty soon. It's 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 a it's a we're taking back our education, our health and our spirituality We're to and our money. We're taking all our wealth. We're taking it all back at our law, our legal. Right. Because that's how they've stolen everything from us is through this legal system. Right. Well, what's amazing too about the law is that lawyers, their hands are tied behind their backs. They yep. can't even do what they want to do. 
And so definitely, even if they wanted to help you, they can't. Right. Yeah. So, um, I mean, uh, it is tricky, but we can even take our law back. Um, that, that, that there's a lot to explore there. (laughs) That's a rabbit hole, man. Like I'll, I'll send you a PDF of this thing. It's called the, it's, it's, it's an overview of the SESQV or something. And it's just, uh, once you uh, hypothecation of your labor and how, how it all was done. And you're just, and it's the Vatican. Who's the executor of all the souls. It's just, you're just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Right. And again, like I said, I've been on this for about 20 years trying to figure out how to get out of my cage, but none of this was even uh, 2020, man. 2020 was this like huge information floodgates just opened. Well, and you know, the, the way the law relates for me is as we all pull out of the matrix and we all have our private entities and we're together, that's when we can say, hey, you know, this stuff you're spraying in the skies, this aluminum that you're dropping down on us. <laughs> yeah, you can't do that because we're a nation. We're non-citizen nationals. And now you we're like you're, you're harming a foreign country and you're committing acts of war. So now, um, what do you want to do about that stuff you're spraying in the skies? That's power. That's the power, power we're going to get yep. to. Yep, yeah. absolutely, man. Have you ever heard of Christopher James? I don't know if you've heard of him. He, he was on our podcast not too long ago. He's up in Canada, but that's what he's, he's really trying to get people around um, going down to their court and just collapsing the whole thing by making them prove that COVID exists, right? Nice. Right. Nice. It's that same sort of thing, but it's, it's, um, he's, yeah, he's correct. He's yeah, very interesting, man. He's yeah, man. I would definitely check him out. Cool. Um, all because all this stuff is so much fun, right? I mean, it's, it's daunting and scary, but it's, it's, it's adventure. It's really exciting to be on this like adventure with all these people, right? People I don't even really know. Now we're like knowing each other and it's, it's so exciting, man. Yeah. I know remember, there's dude, Brad, you man. remember, remember in the old days when we used to judge each other on who was cool and who wasn't cool. And we had all these problems with each other. And now it's like, I don't see differences anymore. I don't see ego. I just feel love. I feel <laughs> excitement. The adventure yes. every day is an adventure. I mean, it's, it's just wild how much life has changed in the last year. Yeah, dude. Like, uh, it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. So, so hey, I know we got to go, but before we do, can you like explain to everybody how to find you? I, yes. I, I really would love to know about all your films. I love your website, by the way, it's beautifully done. Um, but thank yeah, you. you tell yeah. First, I want to tell people about, um, if they go to www.healthfreedomforhumanity.org and if they go to the page that says newsletters, I write the newsletter every week awesome. and it's a, it's a labor of love and it's, it's really just documenting what we are doing every single week. It's, yeah. it's really exciting. So they can find me on healthfreedomforhumanity.org and then also beliefsandstories.com. That's beliefsandstories.com. And that's where all my films are listed and they can see uh, if any of those on there appeal to them. Beautiful, beautiful, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, your work's amazing. And again, I honored. Thank you, Jeff, so much. Um, I would love to stay in contact, which we will. And we'll, we'll kind of uh, explore this journey of, of awakening together, right? This consciousness, we're waking up to, we're becoming adults. And you know, what's funny. That's what we're talking about going and claiming your minor estate. Do you know why it's called your minor estate? Because you never came back to, you're still a minor in the eyes of the state. How wow. about that? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. We're now, we're, now we're in control of it. Yeah. We're taking it back. Taking it back. (laughs) Awesome, Jeff. Thanks, brother. Have a great one, man. Thank you, Brad. All right. Bye now. All right. Bye.